Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. I'm Ryan Dunnigan, and today we have a special guest. Kevin, introduce yourself. Hey, hello. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know, it's like you. Hey, guys, how are you? <laughs> doing good, doing good. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, we've been trying, we, there was a little bit of a, glad we could get you on the show. You reached out to me, and I uh, looked you up on uh, your show, Comics Watching Comics, and I got really invested in it. You did. Do tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just found it very interesting because, you know, I'm a big fan of stand-up uh, comedy. And it's one of those things where I'm just used to watching all these fine-tuned fine -tuned comedians come in. I, I very rarely ever go to open mic or anything like that just because it's kind of out of the way for me. So it's kind of interesting seeing all these new people come in and try it. And I've never – I know comics uh, – Last Comic Standing is a thing. Never really seen that show. But uh, I was watching your show and just seeing how green a lot of people are and then seeing you guys critique them and the aspect of, like, someone may not be a good stand comedian, but they might be a good performer or maybe a good writer, but not a good stand comedian, something to that effect. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was, after a while, it, it's a fun show to watch, but there are some ones where you just kind of cringe and you don't want to judge the guy too hard, but you're like, oh, God, that's really rough, dude. <laughs> yeah, you got you, you you pretty much got it. It's I got the idea. I mean, last comic setting I think is weak. It's it it all it was was a bunch of ass kissing um with the with the panels except for Norm Macdonald. And it was the, the, no one was really honest like you're sitting here going dude that was mediocre at best and I get it. Look, people are are are, are not allowed to curse or be anywhere near like racy or dirty or anything like that at all on last comic stand it jesus i just thought a lot of his performances were pretty bland i was like well let's take two things here at once you know uh, there are a lot and i'm in by the way i'm in i'm in new york city um where i where con it's the, it's the best city for comedy period i'm not gonna hear any other arguments <laughs> otherwise uh, but uh no it's just uh, there's so many even just intermediate comics who are not getting a shake because there are so many people here you know um you know the, the best of the best is here so it's just for them just to get uh, just some kind of accolades. I thought, well, let's try to do two things at once. Actually, three by showing what uh, showing the general public what comedians go through, how we talk, how we act, and watch all the comics. And we're the biggest ball busters in the world. Um, it's kind of really opening the uh, the door on our on our life and showing us, you know, what's it about. And especially when. People go, oh, you're a comic. Oh, it's only a joke, which is which is majorly fucking uh, annoying and and, yep. and horrible. Uh, I hope you, I hope you can curse on this podcast because I just let it. Oh yeah, fucking a right. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, yeah, no. So don't ever ask someone to tell you a joke. That's horrible. Uh, and it's also all the same lines. Like, oh, you're a comic. Well, why don't you go on like Letterman? Like, yeah, no fucking shit, <laughs> asshole. Like that's kind of you know cripple. <laughs> First of all, let him is a bad example because he got quit about three years ago. <laughs> Secondly, you just say, when you talk to somebody like, oh, yeah, well, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm in marketing. Oh, okay, marketer. Why don't you go make me a fucking PowerPoint? Or, you know what? You're mar why don't you be the, why don't you be the CEO? Like, it's that, that kind of level you have to explain to people. Like, shit just doesn't happen like that. They get to the point where they're know? like, come on, dance, monkey, dance. Yeah, and that's when you tell them to go fuck themselves. Uh, at least I do. I, I actually know a lot of people do that too. Oh yeah, you, you <laughs> yeah, gotta. I just, I just yeah, it's it's just yeah. I'm, I'm not on the clock. You're not paying me, so that's not gonna happen. <laughs> no. I think Hannibal Burris had a great joke where it's just like, if you're so funny, tell me a joke. And he's all like, at some point he says like, I'm. He's talking to some girl, and I think she says something like, 
nah, nah, I don't work that way. She's like, if you, sh- if you tell me a joke, I'll show you my tits. My jokes are better than your tits. <laughs> <laughs> well see what i liked about the comics watching comics thing is i like the casual approach it has too it just it just doesn't feel because you know a lot of times when you watch a show that especially comes on like comedy central or something like that it just feels almost so overly produced you're like eh, you already just feel it's very glossy it's not real this one just it's like everybody's sitting on the couch having a good time like they're hanging out literally watching a stand-up special on their big screen tv together in a group not separately, in the same room, and then just commenting on right. it. Because, you know, that's like what you sort of do when you got your buddies together. Whether it be you're watching a movie, watching, watching a special, even watching, like, cartoons or something like that. You know, you could kind of say your commentary. And I like how it has, like, the back and forth approach where it's like, okay, they let the bit go on. And then it's like, okay, well, it's like almost like, what would you think about that bit? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I like that. Yeah, it's definitely not overly produced by any stretch. And that's what it is. It's more of a... Bunch of people sitting here, get you know, going over shit and uh, and busting balls in the process, which really is something that we do a ton. And I want to make sure that that's always part of the show. Mm-hmm. Our ball, you know, busting each other's balls, not just comics balls or whatever. But yeah, we're there's a ton of oh, ball busting it. on this show. Gotta have that. that that's what, oh. oh yeah. I'll say when I first started watching the show, I was a little nervous because I know that it's one of those things where. I was hoping it wasn't be those shows where they're everyone's way too hard on the people on the people performing because I'm just like oh just please don't be like yeah I just I didn't know what the show was gonna be at first then much like oh no you guys are all really pretty fair about it. I mean you'll bust ball, you'll bust balls a little bit but, I mean they're trained to be stamp comedians so they got to be prepared for that anyway like I remember there's the one guy who went up there and I I felt bad for the guy he was bald I think you guys called him like. King uh, King uh, Kong like uh, Gazy or something like that. And he, and he just was. He yeah. was trying what, to. He, which seasons did you watch? So I know who you're talking about. Sometimes I kind of was watching them randomly. I was like cherry picking through random episodes. I watched the first episode. I watched one or two from like seasons two and three, and then I think I watched most of season four. And uh, the one I saw the most of it's when you had Shane Lynch on. Sean Lynch, yeah. Sean Lynch. Did I say Shane Lynch? Sean Lynch, yeah. 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 Um, Sean Lynch, Amy... uh, uh, Amy... Shanker. Shanker. And then the uh, guy, the I forget the other gentleman there. And then there's the guy guy who's the veteran guy with the long hair, said he opened for uh, uh, Dice Clay. Yeah, Jeffrey Gurian. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Go ahead. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say that um, there are some things that kind of that pointed out that like you get the comedians that like they go up there. Like there's the one guy who went up there who just seemed kind of nervous from the get go. And then he, he was almost kind of like you said, it almost seems like there's a terrorist off stage pointing a gun at him. It's like, say jokes now, say dick jokes. And the guy's like, come on, guys, laugh, laugh. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, um, was, that, was that Michael Lancer? I forgot. Is that him? Does that look familiar? The uh, guy with glasses, fat guy? That well, might have been him, and I'm not trying to single anybody out because they might listen to this show like, fuck that guy! <laughs> I'm saying that shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's the guy, it's been on Amazon, and you already know how well you did. So this is nothing like we're uh, outing him for something whatever. So it's it's okay. Yeah. Uh, if we're going to point somebody out. Yeah, but no, just a lot of them because there's certain cause there's certain people I remember watching on there. I was just like, okay, I kind of see what they're saying. Like there'd be something like, yeah, their jokes aren't that great, but they got some kind of weird like 
some kind of thing about him that makes him stand out, which, and I think you guys nailed it on the head with a lot of the stuff of like, Oh, just give them some time. And I think they could really improve and become better. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right. And then, yeah, it, it, look, the, the, the idea of the show is to have fun and, and, and obviously help comics and intermediate comics, you know, get better. I mean, yeah, the ball busting, we're not, we're not here to specifically take them down. Like some people thought initially, I think maybe in the first season or even two, that's maybe the tone kind of gave that off. I think by especially by three and definitely by season four, we were masters. I I, I figured out the tone and the, and the way to go and 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 took that whole argument away from people, uh, saying that that they thought it was just a we we were just there as a hatchet job, which we're definitely not. Like we're obviously we're comedians. We want to see comedy succeed and do well. But, you know, and also hey, look, we're going to tell you how it is. Some people are great. Some people are. All right, and some people are fucking terrible and need to stop. Well, that's what I like about it. The format of it yeah. felt like it was still had like a positive vibe. It wasn't just like let's go kick all these guys in the dick while they're up on stage. It's like no, no, we're looking at this like reasonable guys, just kind of like almost like helping out the craft, if anything, you know. And yeah, when something's good, right. we're gonna point out what's good. If something's okay, we'll point out what's okay. And if it's not that great, well, you know, we're just gonna say it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people just don't do that. They'll just like, oh, yeah, it was fine. Oh, yeah, good set. No, it's like, all right, well, look, here's why we can help you or tweak or whatever. But, again, I think the most important thing is just really showing the public, like, what it's like. You know, when you walk in, you sit down, and you know, and you have to drink two overpriced cocktails that are fucking, you know, house blend vodka. Or, they're, they're more, they're know, more expensive like than the tickets you paid to get in. Yeah, exactly. It's just like you're just showing up. It's kind of like. You're seeing how uh, you're seeing like the making of a film. It's like you know, instead of just going there, dropping fifteen bucks to the new Avengers, we're taking you behind the scenes of the filming of the Avengers and the script revisions and all that. And that's what we're doing here with, with yeah. comedy. Well, mm-hmm. Kevin, all right, say, if you say something oh, one more, Ryan, then I'll bring mine up. I was going to ask, um, since the uh, shows got got started, have you ever had any uh, comedians that you guys just ripped apart, kind of come back at you guys like, hey, man, what the fuck? I did my best. Or are they all just, hey, just thanks for the chance or a little bit of both? Uh, Come back. So what happens is this. I invite every single person who's ever appeared on the show to do an answer back video. Um, A couple of only only a handful of people have taken me up on that offer. Uh, and you can go check out those videos on the YouTube page that we have on Comics Watching Comics. Uh, but no one has come out like directly and said like "fuck you" or come to my face and said that. If that's what you're asking, uh, most comics are pussies, and they're not gonna, you know, they'll just indirect, they'll talk shit behind my back, or they'll say something to a friend, and I'll sometimes find out about it. But most of the time, it's you know, uh, I'll hear about it again secondhand, uh, if if at all. But most people are like, like, look, and I say before, and I, and I tell them when I, when, when you, when you first, you know, apply to be on the show, this show is like a casino. Some of you are going to win, some of you are going to break even, and some of you are going to fucking lose. Now, when you go to a casino, if you lose, do you go cry in a house if you drop a thousand bucks at the blackjack table? No, you don't. You say that. Had a good time hanging out tonight. You make it a little pissed. You're like, oh shit, lost a thousand dollars, but you move on. Same thing here. This is a gamble. We're not here to, you know. Again, what we see, what what you put out there is on you. All I do is I give you a blank canvas to do whatever you want. You can go out there and make a a Chagall or a Monet, or you can go out there and take a big steaming dump on it. That's up to you. But 
there are consequences to everything you do in life as well as, of course, this show. And I think that's just the perfect attitude to have because that's just what you got to do. It's like, I don't know, I've just learned in just making things in general is that you can't take anything one too personal and you just keep making stuff. That's the thing. It's like, eh, maybe one thing doesn't work out perfectly. Yeah, you, you learn more stuff by the thing that doesn't work out perfectly than you do by the thing that does do better. So you just keep adding to it. And as the time goes on, it's a stack and it's a process. And, you know... You own your craft as far as it goes, and that's just how you get better. You know, some of the people I feel like, you know, you see this a lot in real life. They go up once, you know, they th- they try out and they go, oh, it didn't work out. I guess it's just not for me. And it's like, no, you just didn't put your time in yet, and you haven't like really got into it. Yeah, I mean, but again, this show is for intermediate yeah. comics. It's not for those people who are brand spanking new. And I have a requirement for people who apply. You need to be on the show for uh, sorry. You need to be uh, in comedy for at least three years because you're going to have at least uh, at least five minutes, and that's all you. That, that, and that's exactly how much time you do at each taping. Mm-hmm. You do five minutes. So by that point, you've got at least five minutes set up where you can go up there and not suck. You can be pretty, you know. Yeah, you decent. got an idea what you're doing uh, at this point. Exactly. So that way, I, I, again, I try. I, I put everyone. I give everyone the best chance to succeed as possible. It's not by any means like a, a gotcha show, like, you know, some of the other no, ones No, I there. think it's, just a, it's a real good opportunity for these guys, you know, in their kind of intermediate <laughs> stage to really almost just, you know, because at that point, you know, you want to get on as many platforms as you possibly can. It's that key thing of nowadays that, you know, you got to get your name out there as many times as possible. And this is, I think, a perfect way to kind of have it up there, you know, and as long as you can kind of take, like, the comedy of it almost like, People laughing at you, whether you're doing something really funny or whether you're doing something just goofy, and just being able to accept that—that's what I feel would make the strongest comedian. Is the person be like, I don't, you know, whatever. I'll just accept whatever happens, happens. I'll tell you a story though that kind of ties in your original question. I did have somebody um, reach out to me and ask that their episode be taken off YouTube, which is where the show first started on before it mm-hmm. got to Amazon. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Not gonna do it. You signed a waiver. You knew what you were in for. Oh, I forgot, and you know, I forgot about the show. I'm like, too bad. That's uh, not my problem. Hey. You know. So uh, come on, help me out. I'm like, nope. And then what they this person did was uh, they try to go on and contact YouTube and go, uh, this has been, you know, not. I, I, I was I'm on here without my permission. I want this taken off for person for the privacy violation thing. And YouTube contacted me and go, all right, let's try this again. Uh, guess what? Uh, this person signed off. Here is their uh, form, their their waiver they have signed off, and they're just mad that they had a, a shitty go at it. And YouTube saw that and goes, "Okay, guess what? Everything's good to go, sir. You can you know can stay on you can stay on the air." Uh, so they were not pleased with that at all. But fuck them. That's what you get for uh, trying to get cute with me because I'll bury you if you're yeah, Well, it's one of those ones. It's like that's like dice. the wrong approach. Obviously, if you want to be in any type of entertainment you got to just kind of go with those punches and not let fucking people just kind of go like, oh, I want everything to be perfect. If they see something that was bad, it's like, dude, nobody's going to fucking care. And if anything, that's going to be cool in the long run. Be like, dude, check it out. Like, here's this guy who now is famous, not saying that wherever this person is at the moment, but like, but look, at here's them fucking like that's doing crap not. early on. Like, you know what I mean? People like that sort of stuff. Yeah, always- you're right. 100%, you're 100% right. Uh, I also give... Uh, on the live show. So that's what the, the comics we vote at the end of every season get. Um, they get a spot on the showcase, which uh, we did at Gotham Comedy Club last November, which will also, you'll see it on Amazon in the next, hopefully, month, because 
Season six should be up shortly as soon as we get all the technical glitches fixed with Amazon. They're very, very. Oh boy, that's a whole that's a that's a whole story. Anyway, um, so yeah, but we also do it's called Redemption Section where I gave uh, one, two, four people uh, who really ate it on previous episodes or seasons uh, another shot. They came into the live show. They each did a minute, and the crowd voted via applause on the person they liked the most doing that minute at the live show. And then the, the winner of that got a spot that night at the live show as kind of and I call, as uh, as redemption after like I said they had uh, eaten it on previous uh, uh, see seasons. that's pretty cool right there all in all you know what I mean it's like here you get a second chance why not you know and it's like you can almost just tell like who's like got the strongest character it's like if they take that or they don't take it if they don't take it then they're frail and they can't really handle themselves but if they take that and say yeah fuck it I messed up I'll do it again why not I'll go back out there. You all, you forgot one key ingredient. Comics insecurity is off the fucking charts. Most of them are very, uh, I hate to say it, but the millennial bullshit of them just being whiny and sensitive and, you know, they've never been told no or face adversity. And, they, you know, they, 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 some of them don't have that uh, level of maturity to, do, to, to be able to move forward from something like that where they were to get a... a a bad review, let's say. Yeah, and I, I noticed that all well, the time. Was... Just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be just comics, but just people, anybody. People that make movies, people that do comic books, people that write books, and so on. It's just, yeah. a lot of people just can't handle that. And I, I don't know, I felt early on, both me and Ryan, you know, once you put your stuff up on YouTube and Newgrounds and stuff from the early days and so on, you're bound to get all these, like, hateful messages at some point. It's just, it's the inevitable. And it's whether if you can take that and go, like, just like almost laugh and go, huh, you watch my video. I don't care what you say past that point. Or if you can just go, man, can you believe that person actually wrote that? And then like just lose sleep over it. It's just like, who cares? You know I mean? You just keep going on. I, you know, go with it. Yeah. But I mean, comics are a special, a lot of them are especially very thin skinned. Regarding notorious for that. Regarding the, uh, you said something about the whole like millennial thing, which I kind of see what you're saying and some aspects I know that that's kind of a thing because I listen to a lot of uh, Joe Rogan and I hear him and Bill Burr and I hear them talk about that like in Los Angeles. It's kind of like very sensitive like PC comics. Is that still a thing even in New York? I thought that was more of like a West Coast thing probably. Definitely definitely not. It's very, very prevalent in New York, uh, especially amongst the alt scene. There are a lot of people who get get the trigger words, who get tight ass if you say something that they don't agree with or, you know, uh, especially if you're if you're um, if you're not anti-Trump, a lot of these guys love to use Trump as a punchline. They're without any jokes. It's, it's pretty bad, but especially like I said, yeah, uh, a lot of very, a lot of sensitivity. You can't say things that are mean, rude, racial, not racist. Um, people love the uh, you know dick and fart jokes sometimes. That yeah, don't fly, but you know a lot of people are. Uh, against misogyny and, and whatnot and, and it depends on you know some things can be overly misogynistic of, of course i see that i think some people are overly sensitive and love the level of love sorry label things misogynistic when they're not it's just simple ball busting mm-hmm. uh and so on and so forth i think people love the, the, the you know i i think a lot of comics as well try and uh, prove how progressive they are by going on the witch hunts and proving how they are by going out and, and throwing people i hate this saying but throwing people under the bus and saying, oh, look at me. This person's an asshole. Here's why I'm better than they are. They say this, but I don't say that, you know? The blowhardiness gets gets, gets in a way, believe I, me. Are you I going, can't, Ryan? Oh, go ahead. I can't take too, because I, you know, 
I know a couple of stand-up comedians over here, and they're not huge or anything, but I know a few of them that are nice people, but they're very, very, like, whenever I see them on Facebook or Twitter, they're blaring some kind of, like, you know, something from Now This or BuzzFeed, some very, very, I mean, I'm a left-leaning person, but I mean that super far-left shit. Like, marijuana is an offensive word. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like that kind of shit. So whenever I see that, I'm like, how can you really still be a stand comedian if this is your stance? Because it seems like satire goes over a lot of these fuckers' heads. It does. Uh, one of my buddies I actually put on Facebook, and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. The left has become what the right was back in the 90s. And by that, he backed up by saying uh, the, the right was all about banning rap music and, you know, uh, you can't say this, you can't say that, and now that's what the left. I know, become. and that's like the thing that almost it is. kind of weird. I get farther and farther away from the left, or at least the radical left, just because of that whole reason. It's just like it's fucking annoying, and it's just the thing that like you you can't sure say is. certain words. Like this is I feel it's a fucking word. If you didn't even know the language, you wouldn't even know what it meant. It only means something because you emotionally take it in that way. If you let it kind of just be like in context. It just, you know, take it as is, you know, or like, you know, even just entertainment in general. It's like it's supposed to be kind of like a little bit over the top. And I feel like people almost kind of forget about the over the topness and they take it like this guy's up there like as like a president giving a speech. And it's like, no, no, it's it, that, that's not what it is. He's not saying this like 100 percent serious, having fun with it. And I don't know. I almost just feel like a lot of people miss out on the fun, you know, and it's hard. You know, I mean, and here's the thing. I think. At the end of the day, 80% of the people probably still get the fun part. It's just those 20% of people or whatever you want to say are the ones that are just speaking out real loud about being little bitches about everything. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it's, it's fucking sad is what it is. It really is. It's, it's, it, it, there's a whole movie trying to stop it as well as trying to continue that kind of thinking, which, Again, as the old saying goes, if you don't like a show on TV, what do you do? You change the channel. You don't have to sit there and complain and write. The problem, though, is with the Internet, uh, this is my own little saying, so I'm taking credit for this. Uh, the Internet has allowed people to no longer have to write a letter to the editor. Whereas opposed, if you really felt strongly about something, if you hated something, you had to stop, write a letter, physically write a letter, put a stamp on an envelope, mail your thoughts to an editor of a newspaper, and hope to God they published it. Now it's just... You know, people with the dumbest thoughts in the world they just whip out their phone and type it out and boom, it's yeah. out there. Now it just it, it makes dumb people have access to a larger forum a lot easier than uh, Well, and here's some of the letter kind of philosophy. A lot of people probably got about halfway in their letter and go like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, literally, this is stupid. This is this should not bother yeah. me. Where, you know, when you can whip it out on your phone, it's, it's just, it's too quick. You don't have enough time to even think about it now, you know? Yeah. That's why it annoys me when they like, we demand an apology. Like... Okay, no, so that, that's the biggest waste of time because everyone knows you don't really mean it. You're forced to do it. You got caught, and if you had to, because of whatever reasons, no one's going to take that apology uh, for what it really is. It's yeah, just, but, uh, but, but, I'm sorry. Well, know, just the no, idea no. of like, just the idea of that, like, I demand you write an apology, and someone actually does, goes on a talk show, apologizes, or writes a letter, or does whatever. Yeah, no, no one's going to let them back I in after that. Apologize. This is useless. <laughs> like, no. Because yeah. you apologize, does that mean it's going to stop how you really feel about something? No, it's not. It's not going to yeah. anything at all. And it's just a big, it's it's just fake, fake outrage. But again, something else that's kind of permeating through the community. But then again, there are people like me and others who are like, no, we're not buying that bullshit. Sorry. Uh, doesn't apply here. Yeah. And, and I think that's actually, mm -hmm. in, in the end of the day, I think that's still the majority. I think just a lot of times it's maybe like, it's always a thing. 
It's maybe not as loud as everybody else, but I think overall most people still can kind of handle things a little bit better than a lot. It's just there's a handful of bad apples that always have to ruin it for everybody and so on. But, you know, what can you do? I mean, they're going to be there. Just You just kind of got to go, fuck them. We'll just do our thing. And, you know, and hopefully at some point that maybe that phase will – it'll be like a phase like anything else over the decades that will just kind of go away for a bit. And then, you know, it'll come back again. But, you know. Yeah, hopefully not. Exactly. We can hope. But, um, Kevin, well, how would you take us back in time? How would you get into comedy originally? Uh, I went to an open mic March 12th, 2010. That's pretty much the same answer a lot of people are going to give you. <laughs> okay, but before that, <laughs> that's that, uh, that starting comedy. But what, what got you interested in doing comedy early, early on? Childhood, you know, teenhood. Childhood? I would say, I, I mean, look, I'll give, you two, I'll give you two answers for that one question. The obvious, I mean, everyone, every comic is going to have the same one of, oh, you know what, I, I watched a ton of comedy growing up. I watched, I mean, me, I watched Eddie Murphy Raw, was probably when my, the, Dennis Leary's No Cure for Cancer, a lot of Rodney yes. Dangerfield, all that. And of course, you've always, you know, everyone's been told that the most comics, oh, you know what, you've all, you know, you're a class, you're the class clan, you've always been the funny guy in the group of your friends, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I started late, I started when I was 33. Because I'm sick. I still am in corporate America, but this I'm hoping this might take it out of corporate America. Uh, so that's what it came down to. I just got so sick one day. I'm like, what the fuck? People wake up every day. They're like zombies on the subway. This is not the way to go through life is getting fucked up by corporate America. You're scratching and clawing for a 5% raise. They ju- they, they fuck your they, – they, re- they reduce your um, – actually raise your insurance costs. They're, they do. There's no loyalty. They demand loyalty, but you know, the minute the CEO makes 50, 50 cents less on his bonus, you guys, people are fired. Yeah. So it's just, why am I living life like? Then why do I give a shit? Why do I want to work so hard to make other people money that, are in the long run, are gonna fuck me? So I, going through this whole long, uh, you know, journey, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's give Connie a shot. I've always wanted to try it. You know, just to see what's up. Um, and what got me over the, over the edge was I saw, you guys ever see the film Up in the Air with George Clooney? Yeah. yeah. L- love it. The scenery fires uh, J. Jonah Jameson, the, you know, the teacher from, from mm-hmm. Whiplash. Yeah, the yeah name. Spider-Man. <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, Jameson. Yeah, J. <laughs> he fires him, right? So then he pulls, so right when he fires him, he pulls a picture of his kids out, J.K. Simmons. He goes, what am I supposed to tell them? And Clooney looks at down and he goes, well, it says here that, you know, you were in college, you minored as a, a majored in, in cuisine. You got a job being a pastry chef when you graduated. And the line that just shot a bolt of lightning up my asshole was this. He goes, tell me this. How much did you, how much do they pay you to give up on your dream? And I go, holy shit. That was the moment I go, yep, we're going to do this. And that's been the case since then. That's a really good scene and a good movie. Excellent. Oh, love it, love it, love it. It's a fantastic film. Book is very good, too. Huh, I'll have to check that one. I haven't read the book before. But no, that's, a, that's a cool way to kind of go about, though. It's just almost the thing. It's just like, you know what? Just have like a kind of change in life. You know what? Fuck this, the regular thing. I'm going to try this comedy thing and just give it a go. And I always feel that's almost like the thing that like stops a lot of people. Because, you know, everybody knows there's, you know, you got those handful of friends or, you know, just associates that you know. They're like, this guy's got some talent. But they're just not going to – but they just haven't tried yet. They haven't put forth the effort. And it's just the thing to do is just to say, it's just like, fuck it. Just do it. Why not? Like, what's the worst that's really going to happen? You live in America. What's the worst that's going to happen? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I see people all the time going up and eating shit on stage. So, it's, you know, one of my best friends is so fucking funny, but he's scared to death to go on stage. Like, he's just mortified of talking in front of people, more, you know, of a, of a larger group of people. He would be amazing as a comedian. And he's been told that eight zillion times. It's, you know, by me, by family, by everybody. Uh, but it's really not for it's not for everybody. The lifestyle is insane. The money is dog shit. I mean, people, you you're fighting for a lottery ticket, and the lottery ticket isn't even a guarantee that you're going to make it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know people who've been in it for like I don't know. I've been in it for eight years, but I'm not really I'm full time as other people are. But um, I will say, people who are making a living out of this, a living, as in that's what their W two says, comedian. They're making like 20, 30 grand a year. Fuck out of here. I was making, you know, just a little, I was making a little more than that my first job out of college. And boy, did that suck making that little mm-hmm. money. You know, yeah, you're in love, but man, the fucking grind sometimes is a lot. That's what causes people to wash out. You know, I really think, again, everyone's path is different. That's what I've learned in my journeys. But I really think that you're not doing yourself a favor if you don't have more than one tool in your box besides this stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah, and I think that's definitely the case, too. It's just like, especially this day and age, it's, one, it's easy to learn other things, so it's like that's never an excuse to kind of, like, not do it. I mean, yeah, But are you good at them, though? That's going to be the thing, though, is getting paid for doing those other things that you may be Yeah, and a lot at. of times it's not, you know, a lot of times you just got to put that effort in to, like, kind of get in there. I always say, like, you know, there's people that will tell you in life, they'll be like, oh, well, I can't draw, or I can't do this. And it's like, dude, it's not that you can't draw, it's that you didn't put the time in yet. You know what I mean? You got to put that effort in just like anything else and you can get better. You can pretty much accomplish anything you set your mind to fucking back to the future style as long as you're willing to do it, you know? Yeah, I can't draw and I try to draw and I can't. So that, I think that's a, <laughs> that doesn't work. Uh, there are, but there are, there's people who are naturally good at comedy. Uh, but mostly though, you'll find out, you'll see comedians, A, very lazy. Uh, some are, a good amount are. B, uh, expect things to be handed to them. I don't know that's, again, back to the millennial thing, but that's very rampant. You know, it's like, oh, I'm a comedian. Now I get my Netflix special, right? No, not even fucking close. Um, as well as B, being bad business people. It's amazing how much money or, 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 or bad business decisions people make in this industry. It's, it, honestly, it's pretty fucking sad. It's, it's very depressing. If you talk to some of these people who've been in it for 20, 30, 40 years, and you're like, God damn, this is all you have to show for this? And they said said this same like forty minute set. Yeah, there, there's there's an example right there. Lazy, back to laziness. People just lie in that same set and go, "Why the fuck am I not getting booked?" I'll tell you, right, you're not getting booked. You're doing the same fucking act since 1994. This Monica Lewinsky bit's not clicking in. What's wrong? Well, it's just like one of ones, a lot of people, they they just don't have that thing where like they want to hustle and learn. I know that that's almost like the problem I notice of a lot of people is this like the unwillingness to learn. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, it's like you got to keep learning. It doesn't matter how old you get. doesn't matter how good you think you are. There's always new shit to learn. All, you know what I mean? It's like one's like, yeah, maybe you're good at com- comedy. Well, fuck, learn the business part now. Learn some other trades of it. You know, take it to the next level. You know, try other avenues. You know, just keep learning. But that's not the most common thing for people to do. I don't know. People just have this like thing where they just, like, they're like, they just want to get as far away from the learning process as possible. Sometimes I always kind of attribute that to almost like public education and schooling is I feel like that almost makes people, by the time people finish their schooling, they want to be the farthest away from learning, which is kind of sad at the end of the day because it doesn't matter what you do in life, you got to keep learning. 
Right on. Uh, since you, uh, you've definitely probably been on the road a lot. I always hear stories about just certain, like uh, certain uh, comedy, uh, comedy play. Uh, I can't even talk today. Certain uh, venues where the guy is shady as fuck, and they always try to like, you know, like, oh, we're doing you a favor, or we're doing this for you, we're doing that for you. Like I, I read it in Patton Oswalt's book; he had a whole chapter on it. Joe Rogan talks about that a lot. Uh, is what's the what's um some usual traits to look out for for that for like upcoming comedians? Uh traits. I boy, word of mouth is the best thing you could do, uh, especially Facebook now. All you have to do is go, hey, I offered a gig out, blah blah blah, and so so the booker. What do you know about this guy? Uh, com- I, I will say this: your your reputation, a good reputation, takes a little bit to build up. A bad reputation takes a, a fucking second to be uh, to not to completely just take the tits out of you mm. so i would ask uh, i mean look money saying oh you know what i had a rough one you know the, the light crowd blah 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 that's not a me problem that's a you problem asshole i've had you know i've headlined for you know the guy goes oh yeah you know what you only fucking uh share this on your facebook wall once oh yeah well i'm not the fucking promoter it's your job not mine <laughs> got fucked out of money that way i didn't know better but uh you know, you learn by getting burned, that's for sure. So, I mean, I would obviously, I, I would just ask others, hey, what do you know about this person? If they're a piece of shit, you don't take the gig. Yeah, that, that probably mm-hmm. seems like the, the nicest thing about nowadays yeah. is just being able to have that word of mouth where, you know, 10, 15 plus years ago, that would never have been there. It, well, it, it is. It's just not readily as known because it get on Facebook. I mean, you go, 10, 20 years ago, or even 30, well, I guess 30, really, you would know, like, oh, so-and-so in Cleveland's a motherfucker. Yeah, maybe that club, you'd have to run into that person physically, but, like, who would tell you like, that? They, I guess that's they, they all you'd all have sucks. to hear it through total word of mouth, not just like, hey, let's look this up online. Right. But, oh, you go ahead, Ryan. Regarding, uh, oh, good. Now I was going to actually say uh, regarding regard like I, I imagine there's also like you can't always use the same material depending on what town you're in. Like, OK, this uh, this this time just to make a rough example here. Well, this town's got a lot of red hats, so probably can't throw any Trump jokes out here. So how much of that often uh, plays into a factor when you're on the road? Just like, OK, this this is not going to work in this part of town or whatever. Uh, I don't do Trump jokes. That's not a problem for me. I, uh, I, I'm not I, Trump jokes exactly, but just, I guess, different for that demographic or whatever. Honestly, you'll find you find out people outside of the cities like that are the best crowds because they don't have any pre- pretentious bullshit about them. They're, they're not they don't have any hang ups. They're not, they're not going out to a club to get to look to get offended. Like mm-hmm. if you're in comedy, you'll, you'll be like, yep, I know you're talking about. Maybe since you're not, you're like, what the fuck? But. A lot of when, when when you get out of these cities, a lot of these again pretentious, like Uber, especially the Uber to top Uber liberals are just like, yeah, man. They, they come, they just come out and and yeah, look just... the blog, you know. So mm-hmm. the only thing I would say is, well, but but since you gave the example of the red hats, I would say you can't go out and make fucking church jokes. They will, you do that, you'll be you'll be taking at least 10, 15 minutes to dig yourself out of a hole. Especially like I mean, I'm an atheist. So if I go out and go, Jesus Christ, what a fake little shit, I'll be either done or I'll be. So you just got to kind of read your audience almost like right beforehand if for some Mm -hmm. reason you got material that's sketchy like that, I guess, depending on where you're at. 
Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. Like that kind of stuff. It's like just just know where it is. You yeah, know, like, but so I, mean, I, I know you're. Saying. I know it's like that's always one of my favorite things to do is just test jokes out on people when you get like a new audience. You're like, let's see how this flies over on them. Like when it's like it doesn't make a difference. Like you're just entertaining, you know, just a small group of people because you know all, all the comedy we do, we just write it for animations and comic books and so on. But I feel like it's, it's all in the comedy's like circle of stuff. You know, just different variations you can go about it. It's a very, it's a very easy way to figure it out. All you do is you do your, you do start off with some, your A material that's not going to ruffle feathers. Mm-hmm. Then when you've got them on your side, then roll the dice with some either new shit or shit that may be uh, edgier, and then proceed from there. If they, if they, if they, if you see their assholes tighten up, you know, who the fuck is? Oh, my buddy's calling me right now. Uh, another comic. If uh, yeah, so you dial back. Yeah, you keep going. Why not? There. Go, or, or or if you uh, if, if you know if you see a bunch of nuns laughing at blowjob jokes and fucking plow on. <laughs> Sometimes it's interesting just to see like not trying to offend, but just almost like testing people's like because you know Spencer and I we talk to each other a certain way because we've known each other for years. But then you, you'll meet somebody like okay, I'm friends with this guy, don't know him as well as other people, but I'm just gonna just test something here and just kind of throw some of our casual uh lingo on there for the fuck of it i was talking to this one friend about grand torino and just you know it's like, oh that's a really good movie this and that and then at some point like the thing that's so weird about that movie <laughs> is it's a kind of a light drama kind of comedic almost and then yeah. the last 10 minutes it takes a hard right turn to rape well, well that's what you can, always, and you can then judge he just, somebody he pauses he's like rape bill hmm <laughs> like, oh, was that, that was that too much shit it depends, it depends on your environment. If you're out there and you're on stage and you say something, they get a little tight. You can bust their balls and be like, "Really? You guys got dressed up and then you and then you come on out to hang out and you're gonna fucking they can go, oh, if someone says penis, yeah, like really? If you make fun of them and call them out on their bullshit, a good a good chunk of the time they go, yeah, we're being a little fucking silly and pussy, like you know, right? Yeah. I think I've a lot of it is, though, just where... this generation of, like, that's offensive. You can't say that. You can't even joke about that. Like, I think you can joke about whatever, anything, as long as it's funny. Exactly. And that's a lot yeah, of you don't, you don't any of those kind of problems that's, going that's, on. That's and it's just sure one of the ones, like, a lot of times I always say it's, like, really, Again, there's you can't no pretentious say anything bullshit of what they're trying totally to be more terrible. You can only do than that. Fucking buddy sitting next you know what I mean? Like, so it's, like, shit, what was it saying? What the fuck was that? Race cars taking up. Oh, that's uh, that's my street. I live right by uh, a road where people like to drag race out here. Yo, you tell, you tell Vin Diesel to calm the fuck down. Tell, tell Vin Diesel to calm the fuck down out there. He's doing this family right now. It's it's family day. <laughs> yo, yo, family. Are they all having Coronas and shit? Coronas, barbecues, yeah. Ludicrous oh music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, no. Um, regarding about changing your material for uh, an, an audience, I thought uh, Sean Lynch had a great joke when he was—I think it was Sean Lynch who said it when he was saying like, um, "Yeah, I went out there and I was trying to be all punk rock. I was from New York, and I told the guy like, don't tell yeah. him I'm from New York.' And I dressed up like a cowboy and this and that. And then at the very end, he, he says he regretted it, but I just thought it was fucking hilarious. He's just like, and he's all doing all like this super panderous shit. And at the end, he's just like, that's where my friend 
That's why my black friend comes out, slaps his, his, his dick on the copy of the New Yorker I'm reading. Like, I can't, I'm not made of stone. I just start sucking it off like that right there. Wasn't that hilarious? Just to totally <laughs> troll the audience like that. He's got such a <laughs> wide spectrum of material. It's fucking great. Well, Kevin, I also want to ask, I saw that on your website, you also do a bunch of like voiceovers too. And that's something that I've kind of done for many a years. How do you like doing that part of it? Uh, it's good, except when you have to go to auditions and sit there in the in the waiting with other uh, voiceover artists. There are a bunch of jer- most of them are jerk offs. I, I I do not like uh, waiting in the waiting room. They really it's it's a most I shouldn't say that most are fine, but there's always one or two who think that they have to rehearse so loudly and gesticulate so wildly, like asshole, go in the motherfucking hallway and do that. No one cares about your process. No one. You're doing it for show. You're being a fucking jerk off. Go outside. And God forbid if you ever have to share a, a waiting space with um, people who are like actors, because in the city there's a lot of actor um, places that share with voiceover, and they are just the most obnoxious people in the world. Yeah, yeah I, I've seen that my entire life too. Just kind of you know dealing with actors. It's like once again, it comes back to the thing. Like, okay, eighty percent of people are probably decent. It's just the ones that are obnoxious and loud stand out so much that that's that's your take home of like the you know wherever you're at. Right. You primarily mean like the people just doing voice actor sides where they go and just the <laughs> like loudly for the whole waiting room to hear. Like, okay, kind of like that that kind of shit. Or they're, re- or they're just reading this because you all get, I mean, you know, just get the script in your hand and they're like, okay, you know, go. and then you start like, I mean, you whisper, whisper to yourself just to get the beats down. That's fine. I do that too. But when people are like, well, you know, Jim, as a, as a big fan of uh, uh, Meineke or Boiler or Meineke or Player Parts, you know, it's really great how they offer pricing like that. And they're just fucking, it's like, and they're waving their arms like they're, like they're trying to land a fucking 747. It's so obnoxious. <laughs> Well, it's like equivalent of somebody talking during the movie. You know what I mean? It's like, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like, you got no fucking public decency here. Right. Now, yeah, again, actors think they're so they're, they're important like that. No, you're not. Like, comedians, like, hate everybody. It's funny. It's just like, oh, if I brought, like, four of my comic friends here, we would just sit there and just loudly shit at everybody and tear them to pieces. It's so funny. Well, I always think it's funny because with actors, it's like, especially like the second that they ever figure out if like you're a filmmaker or something like that, they almost like cartwheel up to you, be like, oh my gosh, you so need me for your project. I am. And it's like, no, I don't. I can fucking do all my own acting if need be. Like, I don't need you. Maybe if you're a nice enough person, I might call on you, but I don't need you. Don't think of yourself as being the most important thing. You're just an actor. Just saying. (laughs) Yeah, actors. Aren't they funny? Especially when they think like, oh, I'm an actor. That's great. Have you written your own material? Probably not. No. Have you ever created (laughs) anything yourself? Just saying. Yeah. yeah, Most of them don't. That's why, again, that's why comedy is the hardest thing to do. First of all, you can't blend into a a scene like, you know, if you're on stage by because you're by yourself. You know, improv acting, you can. Comedy, it's all your own shit out there and you're by yourself. No one else is out there to fucking bail you out. Exactly. No, that there's something to be said that makes it kind of just a completely different experience that I think translates well to almost anything. So it's almost like by being a comic first and foremost, when you go to do acting, do you think that transfers over real well? Like better than just sure, being a, a, a regular actor? Of course it does. But uh, so I, I know I see you kind of have a handful of that stuff as far as like that goes. Is that just more a little side gig stuff with the voice acting thing? Do you ever care to do like cartoons or, you know, go to other places maybe and play some characters? No, I mean, I, I don't ha- I've never worked on a character, uh, so it's not really my wheelhouse. But then again, if someone would go, here's fucking ten thousand dollars to do the voice of a fucking squirrel. Sure. Give, let's <laughs> Fuck go. Yeah, give me that squirrel. <laughs> 
I'll be the new slappy squirrel. Why not? Nut job three. Why not? I'm already here. <laughs> but awesome, Kevin. What, what else do you got kind of planned the works? I know you got the show going. I know you got some other stuff going. Of course, you're doing all your stand up comedy and whatnot. But uh, what's coming up real soon? Oh, boy. Uh, I have a show we're going to be doing called Comics Watching Football. You guessed it. Uh, comics Watching NFL Games. We're going to pitch to the NFL. It's like, you guessed watch. it. We're, we're watching soccer. <laughs> no, we're, no, no, no. We're straight. Thank you. <laughs> Pass on that. Yuck. By the way, how funny is that? Every four years, everyone's going to try and be like, oh, we really do like soccer. When the World Cup starts, you're going to pretend to give a shit. No, we don't. We're Americans. We don't care about that. That's Horrible. what I always say. It's like, I don't know, maybe it's just kind of growing up as American. It's just like, I look at soccer, and I, I just can't even get it. Like, I, I'll play a soccer video game, and I get bored halfway into it. And if I can't, if the video game can't hold my attention, it's like, how is the real sport even going to do it? You know, it's like... Uh, I remember one time we were playing, like, a Mega Man one, you're like, and you said to me, like, if this game can't uh, get me into it with Mega Man characters, how's the real thing going to fucking do it? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know what it is. It's just, it, I've never been able to understand soccer. It's kind of like you... I see soccer, it's like, I get it, like, if, if you're a couple of kids playing it, like, in the street, I get that, but it's kind of almost like, when you're looking at TV, it's like, you got hockey. That's, that's soccer to the next level. It's got the exact same elements of probably why you like soccer, but there's gonna be people fighting, it's three times faster, it's like, what, what more could you want? I love when people say baseball's boring, but they'll say soccer is the best sport. Oh, soccer is the sport of the world. You know why it's the sport of the world? It's the fucking cheapest to play. <laughs> All you need are a bunch of kids and a, and a, and a decapitate a, a decomposed head of a dictator that they've just thrown out of office, and boom, you can play soccer. You put it in two rocks bull- for your goal, and you're set. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's it's so funny. Um, what, what was my fucking point? Here's why. Here's why the World Cup is horrible. Any tournament that ends in a tie that can end in a tie is bullshit. <laughs> I mean, like, well, it goes like, well, no, 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 no. NC college basketball, football, you know, playoffs, baseball, nothing ends in a in a fucking tie. You know, you can't. Have, it's ridiculous. No, well, yeah, it's like, fine. what's that like? Oh, people got to get home. They got jobs to do. It's like, where did that even like initially come up with the tie? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. You you cannot have a major tournament end in a tie. That's retarded. Something I don't really get is because, like, maybe it's not as popular now, but I remember in the 90s, like, most of the people I knew, at least most kids my age, and myself, played soccer at some point in time. No one really gave a shit about it afterwards. So it's one of those things, like, a bunch of – I'm not sure if people still do, but I imagine it would just be a little bit more popular, just seeing a bunch of kids grew up playing it. But now it's like, oh, yeah, that was then. We're done with that shit. Fuck it. Right. Now I can hit a ball and make more money. Well, that's how I feel. I feel soccer is, it's sort of like an initiation. As I said, for kids, it's like, why not? It's, it's a simple enough game. You just tell them like, okay, Billy, don't touch you up your hands, kick the ball. There's the goal. What more do you need to know? You know what I mean? You don't got to buy them any pads or anything other than like shin guards or whatnot, I guess. But um, it's like, yeah. it, it's simple for kids. I, I get that there. But yeah, when it kind of gets down later on, it's just like, I just don't know. It's like, what? I just can't get it. It's just something like one of those ones, like, I, I just don't get it. It's like one of those ones I go, maybe it's just the American in me, but it's just, I don't understand. Yeah, there's nothing to get. Yeah, it's 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 a weird one there. You know what I mean? It's like I I, I get football, I get hockey, I get baseball. You know, it, just about any and, other sport known to mankind, I I kind of get. Yeah, I, I mean, how do you tell me they have with extra time, which is their overtime, and it's pretty much at the at, at the at the mercy of a referee? It's not like 
All right, we're going to go to overtime because the score is tied. There's 15-minute periods in overtime uh, for football and basketball. Is, was, I, forgot, I forgot. I don't watch NBA anymore. But there's a specified uh, amount of time that you have to do whatever. Whereas in hockey, soccer, it's like, ah, you know what I feel like? I feel like there's about, I don't know, eight more minutes. But you don't know that until it's too late. And the guy blows the whistle. like, oh, what? You know, game over. What the fuck? You know, I, <laughs> okay, everybody, pack up and get home. It's like, yeah, oh. I said, yeah you know what? Uh, I, gotta, I gotta take a shit. Overtime over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, fuck it, it's done. You're, you get out of here. So, uh, well, you got this new show coming. Is it, or is it already out or is it coming out? No, it's coming out. We're taping, uh, we're taping our second sizzle reel for the NFL in uh, a few weeks. And is that coming so, out on Amazon as well? No. It will be, we don't know where, it, first of all, if the NFL likes it, then we'll, we'll see what's up. And then, but it will be on a major network. Oh, that'll be sweet. Oh, awesome. So that one's just, just primarily just uh, a comedic commentary? Yeah. What's that? This is pretty much a comedic commentary on football? We'll be doing live play-by-play. If it, if awesome. if, what I think is going to happen, it's, if, if it does happen, that's what it's going to be. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Sweet. Well, see, that's a pretty cool idea, too, because I can't, I mean, I can't think of anybody on TV that's doing something like that. I mean, there's probably got to be some YouTuber who does that, but just including that part, it's like, that's just kind of a cool idea for, you know, it's like, you know, you could watch, you know, the game, or you could have some funny commentary to go along with it, almost like instead of just your normal commentary. No, you can watch the game, but instead of having Joe Buck, you know, suck the dick of the Dallas Cowboys, you can listen to us sit there and crack wise as we we watch the same exact game. Yeah, we're not going to have the X's and O's like uh, Aikman will, but we're going to be a shitload more funny, that's for sure. Yeah, that's how I feel. You know, just because, you know, you can have a little bit more raunchy feel. It's not like they're sitting there being like, oh, if I say something wrong. Well, actually, gonna, actually that's not true. That's not true. It's, well, it cannot be raunchy at all because it's very, again, NFL has got to be sweet. Because I, when we do this taping, the NFL guy um, has notes for us like, yeah, you can't say this. You can't make fun of advertisers. It's not like I could sit there and shit on uh, Ray Lewis for killing people, which I would love to. But, uh, <laughs> Sponsored but by I Coke. Can't. Fuck Coke. Yeah. <laughs> avoid yeah. the ca- avoid the whole kneeling with Kaepernick thing. Avoid that. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know how we can get away with that, but yeah, it's like, oh, Papa John's is garbage. I'd rather gnaw on a decomposing limb than eat that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess you got that. It's like that that kind of thing. But other than that, though, I mean, I guess at the same time, it's probably not. You know, I mean, you're not being as nearly as like straight laced, I guess, as the you know the regular commentators. No, not at all. So that that's just a cool idea, just in itself. I think. Thank you. Well, we'll cross your fingers. Hopefully it hits, you know? Yeah. Hey, worst case scenario, if they don't accept it, then you can do whatever you want and put it up on YouTube. <laughs> Until yeah. well, down. Not, not really, because the NFL will go and shut that shit down and say copyright violation. So. Well, you know what you could do, though? You do it just audio only, so that it almost you have to play, and I know it's a little bit more complicated on the average Joe's part, but so it's almost like... Like the olden days, like when someone would listen to the headphones, like at the sporting event, it would be like that. But you put your headphones on, like it's a podcast and it's live as you're watching the game, or you know, or whatever. You play it live with, you know, at your house. Right. There's always options. That's the key thing to think about. Mm. True that. But that's cool, though. I'm glad you got all kinds of projects going on. Gotta like that, you know. Whether or not be comedy, whether it be the shows. I see. You also got a podcast too. Is that one where you do sports talk? Yes, Sportsbook Box Office Podcast. We're in a little bit of a hiatus. We have to find a new venue because uh, the last producer is a piece of shit and unreliable. <laughs> so, yeah, we had, a, we had a venue. We did it at a Broadway comedy club in the city, and the producer or the uh, engineer there was a piece of garbage because you just would never show up. And uh, uh, that was it. Were you doing them live? 
No, uh, yeah, she was on Stitcher, and then we would uh, tape it and then uh, put up on uh, iTunes and shit later on. Oh, okay, cool. So, uh, that was uh, yeah, that's that. But yeah, we'll be back hopefully soon. We were looking to do maybe a like a comics watching comics podcast where we have like on uh, panelists and guests and shit to really keep that brand going. Uh, what else is going on? Here? I'm looking forward to the new season for that. Yeah, uh, the, we just taped the All-Star panel uh, about almost a month ago. That should be up in the summertime, where it's – actually, I'll tell you that panel. It's Gino Bisconti, it's me, it's uh, Sean Lynch, and it's Richie Redding from Season 3. Oh, awesome. Oh, that'd be awesome. sweet. And yeah, when's that well, coming up? Summertime. Summertime. Ah, oh, there we go. So all kinds yeah. of cool stuff to look forward to. I mean, gosh, you, you got your hands full in all kinds of different avenues. Got to like that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, we're doing. We're gonna do a, maybe a live show at a huge, huge, huge event. Uh, cross fingers on that one too. Can't say yet because there's no, no contract signed yet. But we'll see. I'll tell you what, though, it'd be something that'll that'll hopefully get me on the map for sure. We'll see. Well, comics uh, watching comics seems like it's putting everything in the right direction right there. So definitely oh, a... appreciate. It. Yeah, I think it, uh, I think we are going the right direction. It's just. It's funny when you do this, man. It's like you know, you know. Obviously, what, where the hell, what, what do I know about this stuff? I'm trying to figure out things for myself and figure out what, what to do. And you know, it's just, there. There is no syllabus with this, with comedy, with anything. So it's it's always like uh, you're running in the dark, and hopefully, you don't fall into a bed of spikes or a you know a tiger pit. Yeah, exactly. You don't get that Mortal Kombat fatality happening around the corner. But if you do, whatever, you just restart the match and keep going. Right. <laughs> Hopefully, get the Indiana Jones one with the pennant. No, what was it? The uh, believe just gonna walk across the fucking thing or whatever. You know? <laughs> the penitent yeah. man pass. The what? The, the penitent, penitent man. This is the penitent man leans and uh, kneels. Penitent man le- kneels and then the pass. And well, penitent man will pass was when he crossed the uh, the gap. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Throw the dust. Throw the I dust know out on me. The last crusade, like the back of my hand, guys. Yeah, I'm not gonna challenge you on that one. I'm. <laughs> talking indiana jones there and everything like that well kevin thanks for having you come on the show it's real awesome getting to talk to you and just kind of hearing about comedy like actually i think you're the first comedian we've ever had on the show we've had well we've had people that are like i guess not stand-up comedians but like either animation comedians or so on but you're the first they're not comedians. Dude. They're not, those aren't comedians <laughs> put, put, putting those guys down huh putting us down putting us down to do us comedy the other way but no i, I feel no, like no, no, no. You, you're not a comic unless you go on stage in a club or a bar and you tell jokes there sorry uh you well, may do acting that's for sure but you're not you're not a comedian what about by a, trade. what about a comedy writer if you write comedy then you're a comedy writer like if you do a write scripts or whatever and you and you make a sketch you're a comedy writer but you're not a comedian comedian is someone who goes on stage and tells jokes Okay, I've always just referred to that as stand-up. Very, very, very big difference. Uh, I'll <laughs> a very quick story. I did an acting thing, and uh, it was me, and actually, by, by luck, another uh, comic I know was in the class. Like, oh, cool, someone else I know, and instead of the, all these, you know, these, these actor dorks and whatnot. So we were in there, and they're like, they, the whole get to know you, like, hey, what do you do, what do you, you know, what, what's your story? And it's like, okay, and I go up and say I'm a comic, I do voiceover, da-da-da. Then a couple other people... Or uh, they go up and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a comedian, too. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, well, well, you know, I do improv. Like, you're not a comic. Sorry. You know, it's like, oh, I do acting. Like, nope, you're a comedic actor. You're not a comedian. Like, have you ever been on stage at a club or a bar or whatever? And done, nope. Okay. You're not a comic. Sorry. A lot of people are getting very liberal with that. And a lot of, and as you see, comics get very, very, like, 
territorial. Like you're not a comic. Cut the shit. Yeah, it's almost kind. Of, it's like it's no different than musicians kind of getting picky about their genres and so on, and just getting it like, no, this is this is the genre we're going at. We're not. Don't shuffle us over in this other category. Well, that, that that would be like me saying I play a rock band, therefore I'm a guitarist. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, I get that because you got to take your lumps in order to be a comedian. So I get that. Yeah, exactly. There you go. There you go, Kyle. Good man. <laughs> But cool, Kevin. Um, where can people find you as easy as possible? Give some shout-outs. KevinGoatee.com. That's G-O-O-T-E-E.com. Um, Instagram, Twitter, at the same. Comics, watchingcomics.com to get a T-shirt. Uh, all the information is there. Comics watching, uh, comics watching on Twitter. So I couldn't fit all that on there. Uh, <laughs> and Instagram, Comics Watching Comics. Uh, Facebook page, all that shit. Uh, sports. Oh, sportsbook box office podcast on iTunes, Lipson, all that cute shit, and uh, yeah, that's that's it, pretty pretty much. Yeah, and then you can easily just search right into Amazon; it pops up right away too. So that's right on Amazon Video, Amazon Videos, comics, watching comics. You got it. Seasons one through five are on right now. Season four should be on hopefully within a week or so, uh, maybe two, but yeah, hopefully soon. Awesome. Have make sure everybody goes out and checks that out. There's some really funny, good stuff on there, and I just think it's just a really great, great show. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate that. You know, uh, it's friends and family to watch. <laughs> we we will. We'll tell everybody. Every, all our listeners. We'll let them know about it and stuff, and go check that out. Check out Kevin. Find him on any of those sites that he kind of mentioned, or easily go to his own site. And from there, technically from there on your own site, you got everything listed. So that's the best place. I try, even though people say uh, your social media game sucks. Which, what do you want? I'm busy. <laughs> as, as long as you got like a landing page and at least get you in the right direction. Because, you know, there's some people out there that like you go to find them. It's like, dude, why can't I find you? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm typing your name in. I'm typing in your show. Why is it hard to find? Well, maybe some people don't want to be found because they have corporate America gigs, which I can totally understand. Then you can hide away alone. But, you know, till then. <laughs> Till then, it's easy to find your stuff there. So, yeah, check Kevin out. And other than that, you can go to oldmanorange.com for more comics, podcasts, music, videos, and so on. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And our special guest? Kevin Goatee, guy. Hey, thanks again for having me, guys. It was a fun chat. I enjoyed talking with you fellas. Uh, Thanks Uh, for coming on, man. Absolutely. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange podcast. Be sure to check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comics, animations, videos, and a whole lot more. You can easily support the show by buying something from one of our Amazon links on the website or in the show's description itself. doesn't cost you a penny, but every single thing you buy from there just by using that link to take you to Amazon helps us out a bit. You can also really help the show out, though, by spreading the word the good old-fashioned way. And rate and review us on all the sites that you find this podcast. Anything from iTunes to Podbean to Newgrounds, YouTube, you name it, any little bit helps. Give a sub and share it to your friends, family, any jamoke you see out on the street. You let them know about Old Man Orange Podcast. Be sure to check out the Old Man Orange comic book Pizza Boys on both Amazon and Comixology. Till then, we'll see you some other time.